0: Welcome to the Burned Out Preacher Podcast, where we have frank discussions weekly on ministry struggles and how many of us in the ministry have gone from overwhelmed and exhausted to calm and equipped leaders who love being in ministry. I am your host, Monique Addison-Stinson, Burnout Prevention Coach for Ministry Leaders. Are you ready to overcome burnout? If your answer is yes, then keep listening. All right, welcome back to the Burned Out Preacher Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Addison-Stinson, Burnout Prevention Coach, and we are continuing our conversation called It's Time to Talk About Ministry Burnout. And I have a beautiful guest today, and I'm just gonna let her introduce herself. Good morning, everyone, and good afternoon and good evening, depending on your um, time, location. I am um, the Reverend Tracy- Patrice Fletcher. Uh, I am the pastor in the 6th Episcopal District of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, which is the state of Georgia. I pastor in the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia, a wonderful church called First St. Peter AME Church. I am the senior pastor. Um, I'm a retired educator. I retired in 2018 as an assistant principal for uh, Atlanta Public Schools, and I was bivocational for 10 years, pastor, uh, school administrator, and now I just full-time pastor. I've pastored, uh, this is my fourth church in the AME Church, and we call it Charge Appointment this is my fourth charge. I am the first female pastor of this particular church Mm. and so I'm just really grateful um, to be here. Uh, I um, am a doctoral student uh, at United Theological Seminary at this time. I'm getting my doctorate degree in innovative leadership with a concentration on church administration. So I'm kind of doing lot of different little things and i'm so grateful that this topic has arrived because it's a part also of my dissertation talking about um why a lot of pastors and preachers uh leave the ministry and it is because of burnout and a lot of times the burnout is in direct correlation with the lack of adequate church administration preparation some sometimes we think the homiletical moment the great preaching is all that we have to do and when you um Receive your appointment and show up. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, and then you teach me that. There's so much more right. facing you. So who am I? I am a woman of God. I am. I. I'm sometimes appear to be complex, but I'm really basic. I'm very simple. I just. I just want peace right. and do the will of God, whatever God has called me to do, and enjoy life while you're doing it. Right. You know. Live love, laugh eat don't get too fat and just enjoy life while you're doing it. <laughs> I love that and God bless you because you got a lot going on oh my goodness so shout out to the AME I am in the AME church as well uh, part of the 11th Episcopal district what a- uh, yes yes so um God bless you I right, listen we could talk all day about oh, burnout you? yes. Especially as a woman, you know what we yes, face. Yes, yes. I was so happy that um you signed up to be on the podcast because I got excited when I saw a woman. I've had more men on the podcast than women. Um, but the men the men come on to talk about it, but they won't ask for help. Like they won't have me be their coach. But the women would come on and they want me to be their coach. So. Yeah. I think this is wonderful what you're doing and I want you to be my coach. I don't want to suffer. burn. I don't want to quit. I don't want to experience all the things that I've listened to your podcast I think it was reverend jeffrey dole i I listened to his and some of the things that um happens with different people not saying it happened with him i just don't i don't want that i'm a very proactive pastor i'm a very proactive human being i think i don't i don't do well being react i do well proactive if you can see i got talented absolutely my whole life (laughs) absolutely i'm the same way i got listen i live by my planner and i'm always pulling it out you know and um but yeah and that helps to prevent burn it keeps you in control yeah. right you don't you're not piling things like you said you're not being reactive because now you're like oh man i didn't i forgot all about this meeting and now you're flustered And yeah it, it really helps you be in control so good thank you for sharing all of that now you mentioned that um you're you're studying um church administration is that correct Correct. Correct. My dissertation is in the area of innovative leadership with the concentration. Um, I did my study on uh, church administration, trying to enhance the uh, seminary, the ministerial institute training known as the Board of Examiner, just to enhance it in the area of church <sighs> ministry. I, first of all, thank God you're doing that, because when I was in the ministry, uh, I did not. I got I got out. Um, Because I wasn't called to pastor. Um, I was called to be in the the ministry. And of course, in the AME church, when you you go up, you say, I've accepted my call into the ministry. They immediately put you on the pastoral track. And I was like, that's not what I was called to do. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And and, and it is it it's you took a lot of courage for you to do that. And I and I really applaud you for knowing um to find to find your niche, to find out what exactly God has called you to do. I thought I was gonna be a chaplain, but I cried too much. <laughs> now I was taking the stuff home with me. Yeah. I could be a chaplain and I'm you know, and I'm still evolving. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. not quite sure. Uh, I I do want to um dibble and dabble into helping prepare other pastors. So I don't know if I want to be on the professor co- collegiate track. I don't I don't know. I just know I'm going somewhere. Right. And I'm not gonna be relegated, I put myself in a box to be just in the four walls of the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I want to talk a little bit more if you don't mind about, I don't know if you can, how much can you share of, about your dissertation? Because, oh, I, can, I can share. Okay, because I think, and you're the first one that has admitted to this. I bring it up quite frequently, um but in terms of my guests, we don't talk a whole lot about church administration and how that could burn you out. um Particularly in the Black church, I find that, because I've worked with some white, I hate to say white churches, but white churches, And they seem to have it together, the ones that I've worked with in terms of administration, but it's not very common in the black church, particularly the AME church, unless you have a mega church and you don't have to have a mega church to have support and to have adequate um, administration. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I really do believe that that's one of the things that will burn you out as a pastor. Very, very good, I think so. And um, it is, my journey was somewhat um, bittersweet. It was, it was better because you knew. I went to seminary, I uh, earned a Master's of Divinity, Then I went through the board of examiners, which is five examiners ministerial process, which is about five years. But my first charge, I did feel somewhat prepared, but I did feel also that, that I needed some enhancement on some areas that, you know, I maybe, I don't know if it was that I just didn't pay attention enough or it wasn't, um, um, reinforced enough. And so church administration is, is something that that's, that's there, you know, we're there to, the priest, the homiletical moment to exegete the text correctly, to teach Bible study, to shepherd the souls. To preach on Sunday morning. But as soon as we close out on Sunday morning, we begin to open church back up for the next week. And there's a lot of components. Right. For example, right. in my paper, I, I look at six areas. I look at we need to be, um, the training, we have to be enhanced in how to handle the finances of the church. That's major in the African Methodist <sighs> Episcopal Church. You know, we have three budgets that we have to meet right. your local, your district, and your connection. And so you have to understand how to make those things feasible, but yet maintaining the spiritual, spiritual integrity. Um, You have to work your, your church calendar. People have to tell you, you need a church calendar and your calendar needs to align with these budgets, spiritual, maintaining the spiritual integrity. I mean, we're, we are the church and yes, it is a, a sort, sort of a business, but there's a line that we must not cross. I think uh, Arthur that I use that really supports this, train of mind that i have is don cousin in his book uh leadership don cousin leadership he talks about we got to lead with back to way the bible tells us to lead yes we're in too much of the world and to the church so we have to you know maintain that spiritual integrity but yet still run the church similar to organizations that's in the secular world also developing other leaders you can't do this alone you just can't um if you got an ego you will definitely burn out. You got to kill your ego. You have to develop leaders. We have stewards, we have trustees, we have boards, we have this, but are they prepared? Do they actually know what it is that they're supposed to be doing? And we have to constantly train, constantly meet. We also have to understand church protocols. There are church protocols there that as a new pastor, Pastor, you like if you don't know those church protocols before by the time you learn them, you might have turned into um, deadly water, sharp waters. Because you know, they say, it. Pastor, you know, you pastor in Jerusalem, all it takes is Sunday evening, <laughs> Monday evening, Wednesday evening, you're done. Right. So you have to understand the church protocols and you know. Conflict resolution, communication. How do you communicate? I mean, you just can't call all the people. I mean, you just can't run to all the hospitals. And definitely with the pandemic and, you know, you're having all this. So yeah. you, you, you have to understand those areas of church administration I kind of lift up in my paper, helping new pastors and veteran pastors um, just kind of enhance. These are some things that you're going to be faced with, and these are some tools that will help you. And one one of the areas that I wish I had an opportunity to to expound upon, and I probably will expound upon this after I finish the dissertation, is the element of mentoring. Looking at at Exodus 18 with Jethro and Moses. Moses, yeah. We all need mentors. How many women are really mentors? None in my district. (laughs) You know? You need mentors. Right, right. You know, I I needed someone to tell me, never meet without an agenda. Never. I only was able to comprehend that fully. One, I watched some of the bishops. And then secondly, in my secular job as an elementary school assistant principal, I never would meet with the faculty without an agenda. Absolutely. Well, I watched some of our leaders, such as the uh, presiding prelates. You know, they always at, ask for a motion, you know, second the motion. Are you ready for the question? I mean, you have to do those things. But as a new pastor, you'll come there, you're so excited, you start meeting with people off the cuffs, and they will run you, run you- up a tree. <sighs> and after they run you up a tree about two or three times, the people say, Oh, they don't know what they're doing. Yep. Or we can take advantage of that. So you need a mentor. You need someone to guide you. Jethro was excellent for Moses. Absolutely. And so we those are the things that, you know, I kind of lift up in my paper and I will expand upon those after I finish this dissertation. Because it's so important. Church administration and I love what you said. The size of the church does not matter. Right. You have to you have to be familiar with those things. And we do we do a good job. We do a great job, seminary and the board of examiners. We just need to enhance it. Because yeah. you know, like with everything, it evolves. Exactly. We revisit every four years the African Methodist Possible a uh, doctrine of discipline. So right. we revisit there's new legislation that comes out. So you have to evolve you have to enhance right right Mm -hmm. i love that so i cannot wait until you're done with your dissertation no (laughs) pressure pray god help me please take me on in Take me on in. Listen, that is so needed. That may be your ministry. I don't know. But I tell you, it is, it's definitely needed. Definitely needed. I have seen and met with so many pastors who need everything you just need. Because that burn you out. Yes. I mean, you know, you didn't preach the billy horns off the altar, as we would say. And you said, oh, you know, I'm a really good preacher. Or are you developing to be a good uh, preacher? And now you got finances, you got the board, you got the community, you got, you need other leaders. They yeah. just think they know what to do, but they go, it, it, you would just throw your hands up in the air and say, I didn't, you know, you, you're a fundraiser, right? That was my, that was, that was my thing. I was like, I didn't know I was going to be a fundraiser. I mean I know I know theoretically everybody should tithe and we'll have enough money. And only- but reality that doesn't always work. No. So you become a very, very uh, what I say, strategic fundraiser. Absolutely. That is <laughs> I could okay. sell you shoes if I worked at Mac. <laughs> so that was difficult for me. It's still sort of challenging. It is. It very, it, it really is. Cause it's, it, when you think about um, it's similar to nonprofits, you know, they have, I mean, I forgot the name of the role in a nonprofit where that person is a fundraiser, but that, that really is what you are. That's one of the things that you are, and, you know, and, and to be able to preach is amazing. But like you said, there's just so much more when you become a pastor so many layers yeah so many layers which is why they burn out and 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 for women i have to go back to my particular contact it is so it's very different it's very different for us yeah it seems like you know men are men come with five or six mentors we hope and pray we have one right it's just so many when we show up it's so many layers yeah But i do want to shout out the women we do make very good church administrators. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you know, well, That's that me and don't. But that part, you know, we're willing to kind of, it's just, I think it's almost innate because in most women kind of uh, a- administrate their homes, you know, know how to navigate yep. budgets in the house, the kids, stuff, getting this done. So we, we do make pretty decent church administrators, yeah, absolutely. you know. Like I said, just enhancing it. For a new pastor, you just need to know. I want to pull the cloak back and and go deeper so it's not a surprise moment. Absolutely. That is so needed. Oh my goodness. that Just in my opinion, I would say that needs to be a course. I don't know if it is. I haven't been Mm -hmm. a secondary. In the Board of Examiners, the Ministerial Training Institute, there is a course called Church Administration. And like I said, it it does a wonderful job. I just want to enhance it exactly. And my enhancement is just sort of kind of getting into the nuts and bolts of the day to day operation a little deeper. The dig day in the life, yeah. That yeah was, that, that was, hey, look, you got a show: the day in the life of a past reality show. Oh, it just gave you some run dirty. You D. <laughs> Yes, so, ma'am. I, yeah. I, you know, I had to actually repent. Because when you're starting off in this, you got all these opinions about mega pastors and other pastors. And you'll say this and say that until you've walked yeah. a mile of your shoes, yeah. zip your lip. So the true. more, you, the, the more responsibility, the more God gives to whom much is given, much is required. Yep. It is so much and so I repented and now I am in constant prayer. If you tell me that you have over, watch this. If you tell me you got over fifty people, I'm like, God, please help. If you yeah. tell me you have five hundred, God, could you give them a double dose of help? Yeah. If you tell me you got thousands, I call Jesus, all the disciples, yeah, everybody, yeah. please help them that's a lot that's a lot the liability alone Mm, 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 mm. yes ma'am oh listen that that mm, you're right you're absolutely correct now have you actually dealt with ministry burnout if so what did it look like for you okay well for me i'm an overachiever and i feel like we must be related because everything you said about you i'm like me too (laughs) i'm an overachiever i'm a perfectionist and i like to do i'm a very task oriented person you tell me what to do i'm going to do what you tell me to do and i'm going to do it to the best of my ability but that could burn you clean out yes because the best of my ability is always extra right that's me and i got burned out because first i'm i'm a female (laughs) navigating in a a male patriotic denomination. Yeah. We have made made great gains with the incorporation of women. But still, it's still male dominant. Yeah. That burns me out. It burned me out that first I was burned out because I was by vocation. I don't know how you could do it. It was the grace of God that helped me continue. I experienced burnout because oftentimes you just don't know what to do. Yeah and you need a mentor you need someone close that can that can hold your stuff in confidentiality and um the whole call i i, I listen to the apostle paul a lot in my head when he says this duality so you're human but let, yet you're called and chosen by god that'll burn you out yeah because i had to lift cloak of perfectionist I had to lift the cloak of overachieving and I just had to settle in I'm going to give it a good day's work I'm going to do the best I can and then I'm going to continue to be Tracy yeah. you know, I like color. We, you know, start off being all black you know, you get looks you know, your whole person- personality fit. your whole personality if you try to conform to what people think ministry and pastors should be, that'll burn you out Yes, ma'am. So that that started to kind of start burning me out. Mm -hmm. Because who wants to really just stick out and be different? Right. But we are different. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. And God called us with our different selves. Right. So just trying to be everything to everybody. And do it with just mm-hmm. exceptionality. Right. It was just too much. Yeah, And so I just had to just stand back and say, I like to laugh. I like to love. There's a lot of things I like to do that that's non-churchy. Same. Um, um, I like color. I don't want to wear black all the time. Same. And it, it sounds really minute, doesn't it? But it's a big when deal in, in Amy church. But when you're in a big organization, it's not my Right. Um, trying to be where you're supposed to be, do what you're... You just can't go to all this stuff. It costs a lot of money, right? You just can't, especially when you assign churches that are have very small budgets. They can't afford to send you to all this stuff. They barely can afford to pay you. I I pastor churches where I didn't I didn't get paid right. often. Yeah, that'll burn you out. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I experienced. I I almost you know the song said I almost let go. I just couldn't take this pastoring thing anymore. Right. And I was like, God, I'll be a really good associate minister. I can help really good. <laughs> but I just had to, and I, I still get there. And I just have to stand back and say, this is too much. Oh, yeah. I got to keep it fun. Yeah. I got to keep it light. Yeah, exactly. And I got to take a break. Yeah. You'd be afraid to go on vacation. i know i I I can't tell you how many pastors look at me like i have a eye in the middle of my forehead like what sorcery are you talking about ma'am i don't do i can't take any time off i had one tell me and i almost cried they said i don't know how i don't know how to take time off you mentioned um (laughs) because i had the same experience with a female minister. Um, This is when I uh, was on the ministerial track or pastoral track. Tell me, and I, I can't remember what I had on. I think I had a black skirt on, but my top was like a different color. She pulled me aside and was like, No, you you need to find you a black suit. I was like, I don't want to wear black every Sunday. But yeah, that that was the extent of my mentorship from another female minister. When I first came in, a a female pastor told me, you're not going to be able to wear that makeup. And I'm like, that too. Because I, I, you know, I was looking around at some of our um, non-denominational female pastors and they presented a very beautiful image of, you know, what it looks like, you know, to be saved and still a, 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 a glamorous woman yeah. and I was like why would she tell me that right. of course I didn't listen me too but I was like where did that mindset come from why do we have to look like we fell off a whack? Right. why do we have to look like we're mourning but you want to offer somebody the beautifulness of the light of the world Jesus yeah. Christ yeah. And, and, and you have to learn to be okay with okay yeah you just gotta be okay with okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's so true. It's okay. Yeah. That gave you another topic. It's okay <laughs> to be okay. It is, yeah. You know, it's okay not to be okay. I'm just not okay. I need a break. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people i i uh over the years, do you know there are ministers that lie when they're going on vacation? They play like they're sick or somebody in the family, instead of just saying church. I want to give you my best. I need a break. you take a little few days of vacation. Yeah. Why? Why? And I notice it a lot I, because I I go to you. I've been to. Um, I attended Turner's, uh Seminary mm-hmm. of the Interdenominational Theological Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out! Woo-woo. And now I attend United Theological Seminary in Dayton, Ohio. And you said something earlier that because of my context and my experience, Black p- church and white church is different. Yeah, White church allow you to take a break. Yeah. They welcome you not burning out. Sometimes Black church, if you're not working, if you're not overburdened, if you don't look like you're about to have a <laughs> Something is wrong, and I think that's I think that's community and culture too. It is definitely culture, yeah, yeah. Because when I retired, I retired. I'm a I'm a retiree at maybe I think I was forty nine or just turning fifty, but I had thirty years because I had you know started straight out of college. Gotcha. I actually experienced some envy and jealous of retiring, and and people said, "What you going to do now?" And I said, "Live right, like." All I supposed to do is work, 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 retire and die. And die. I'm not, I'm not my job, baby. I'm I'm a person. Right. And so I at first I got a little upset, like, wow. But then I began to understand it's culture. It is. We actually, think that we supposed to work in the church until we die. Yeah. And you now you go down to the hall of fame <laughs> as the great minister of the gospel that's dead. Right. And all the people are living. Exactly. Do I already died for the church. We don't I, I'm like, not my life. Right. No no. I Absolutely. don't want to do that in my secular job. And I don't want to do that in the church. And you and won't. I, I will not. Thank you, coach. <laughs> you will not. Not on my watch y'all was say not, <laughs> not on my watch That's right. I love that and you're right. The um, white culture and in, in the church is totally different. I was working with this United Methodist pastor and it's her time off is already scheduled. What it, what would it look like if we did that in our black churches? You know, at the beginning of our conference year, why not sit down with your stewards, your deacons or whomever and map that out? And I always map out, go ahead. No, go ahead. I always tell my pastors to also, add in some lunch breaks in your daily time. You I'm need, yeah, you need, and just like we have to, my, my corporate background was human resources. So I'm big on taking breaks throughout the day. What would that look like if you took an hour in out of your day, just to away from work, away from church, go outside, take a quick little walk, you know, whatever brings you joy, do that for one hour during the day i'm gonna do that you just gave me a, a great a great tidbit of something to use i'm gonna put into the calendar when i come out of annual conference if the lord do the bishop send me back breaks Yeah, i won't be here this week yes. i won't preach i won't teach i won't be available Please. go on go on go on next month next month next month break next month next month next month right exactly thank you thank you for that you're welcome let me know how that goes because i promise you the building won't burn down everybody's gonna be just fine (laughs) that's you know and that's really cool because what you just said is really an, an an epiphanetic moment because we think that life will stop. Yeah. Listen, when I was processing out of my secular job as assistant principal, the new assistant principal came in, <laughs> wanted to see her office, wanted me to tell her some things about some files, walk her around. But listen, they had already moved on exactly. before I had even moved out. Absolutely. And that's the same with ministry. You are not, we are not the savior. There are other people just as gifted and talented. And that brings me back to other words. Tis the season to have a sale. Okay, I'll stop singing. Listen, I am having a Black Friday sale. This is my first one. I am super excited about it. And now you can get half off any of my services. So my one-on-one coaching services, as well as select courses. So go to businesschurchlife.com and you'll see the Black Friday sale on my homepage. So you need to go now And you have until November 29th, 2022 at 12 a.m. So now is the perfect time to work with me one-on-one or to purchase courses that will teach you how to eat, to take care of your temple, as well as how to prevent and overcome burnout. So run, don't walk to businesschurchlife.com for my Black Friday sale today. plant some water god give the in yes i'm just might be the waterer or i might be the planner absolutely but i'm not going to be the dead plant (laughs) (laughs) i gotta use that one you gotta get you gotta get to the point where you're not in people bondage i have a very free spirit and i'm not in people bondage I and listen. I comply. Yeah, I've always been a person that comply to rules, regulations, and policies that are not violating laws that get me into um, a ticket to jail right. or violating God's God God's policy. Right. So I've always been that person. I don't really buck leadership because Same. I I do like the satirical. I I'm a lead and I want people to follow me. Same. So I follow my leaders. Yeah. Do I vent? Yes, I do vent. Yeah. But I couldn't get back up and I do what they asked me to do. Thank but you. I'm not in people bondage. Yes. How did I that will cause burnout that trying to kill preach, you. trying to please the trying to please the congregation? Trying to please women in ministry. Trying to please oh, listen. Listen. Yeah. Listen. I Our can't. Body, we weren't created for that. I can't be a people. am not a people. Bondage. I'm free spirited. Yeah. What God has for me, He has it for me. Right. And that's that's the most liberating thing I could say and yeah. share about to assess yourself if you're in burnout is who are all who are all the people you're trying to please? And if you die tomorrow, would that ship stop sailing? Now see that's the question. And it and it's really like it's like kill your ego. You're really not that important. No. And it's okay it right. is i understand i'm not that important right i'm important in my little piece of the pack but i'm not the whole pack no and that really, that's liberating yeah and it keeps me from burning out yeah yeah you know you've ever been in class where it's somebody that you know it's all it's time to go and all the great stuff has been said and here comes somebody they just got to say something. Gotta say- <laughs> Everybody's sitting there like, shut up, shut up. I'm not that person. Right. Like, Everything that's been said, that needs to be said. Exactly. Let's go home. Yeah. And that's how I look at ministry. Yeah. I used to preach a very, very long time. No longer. I had to bring in uh, my educational pedagogy. The human brain only focuses for so long. Come on. 15 now. minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes. That's it. Absolutely. Bible study, forty minutes. That's it. Yeah. Fifty-two weeks. I love that. And you, you know, we were talking about the differences in black and white churches. Historically, a white churches about fifteen minutes. They in and <laughs> and watch this. They're in and they still have all the finances, financial resources that they need. Come on now, girl. I be looking. I look at like these people on vacation. Yeah. They preach about fifteen minutes. The edifice is beautiful. beautiful. They on vacation. I said that twice, right? <laughs> and church health, all the finances, resource, financial resources. People are there just as many that is at our churches. They're small, medium, and low. and they're just so happy. It's happy. We're like mad. I don't want to be angry, pastor. Yeah, yeah. I want to be happy, pastor. Absolutely. I just happen to be here to teach you about God that saved me. And I just want to be happy about. It. Yes. I almost could cry about this part. I just, I just want to be happy about yeah. it. I yeah. I just don't want it to be a burden. Yeah. I would gosh, you sound so I think we I'm gonna have to look into your <laughs> And we might be related because i was the same way i told my mom now i was like why why are we so angry and why can't we my big thing is kindness whenever i go out i wear a some kind of shirt that reminds people to be kind and i feel like we've missed that in church we're not kind just be nice and like you said happy What, what would it look like if we were all happy? We, we were all, as you said, um, we didn't, not saying nothing's wrong with preaching long, but I'm just saying, what would it look like if we were all just happy in church and those who aren't in church saw that? You know, it's like, do the ministry while you're living. While you're living. And live happy. Yes. It's like, it's a joy. Yeah. To fight preachers, Mm. pastors, and then it's a joy for us to fight each other. I just don't want that. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to fight with other pastors. And I don't want to fight with congregations. I just want to do it with the joy. You know, we run into difficult situations. Mm. They can be solved, one, through the the wisdom of God. Two, through the wisdom of God. (laughs) And three, through the wisdom of God. Right. We don't have to fight and fall all out. I just don't want, I don't want that. And I don't think that's what the Lord wants for us. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the burnout is because we're operating in our carnality, our flesh, and too much human, human being much, yeah. <laughs> has gotten here, yeah. and not enough of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, you preached, you preached. That is so good. That is so 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 good that is probably the secret sauce to preventing burnout is what you just said um that was that is awesome what if what if we operated like that Mm -hmm. you know we can't fix people and we we're not we can't fix people and that's what I think a lot of the burnout also comes from because we're we come with such many of us come with such loving hearts and come with wanting to make it better, but we're not, we can't fix people. We're just to point people to the fixer. Yeah, exactly. We point people to the fixer. That's our job. Our job is to love one another. That was our commandment. That's it. And like you said, point people to the fixer. We are not the fixer. Pastors, hear me. (laughs) I am not the fixer. Right. I can walk with you as we go together to the fixer to fix both of us yeah but i'm not i can't i can't fix it. i can't solve it i don't have the answer no. and i think that's a that's a myth that has been circulating in the church used by the enemy to burn out and kill God's sir go and fix the church fix the people fix the ministry fix it fix it fix it and the enemy sits back and say and I'm going to burn you out and kill you. Absolutely. And when God said, I didn't even send you over there to fix any of that. Right. I sent you there to point them to me. Oof. You decide to try to fix everybody. Right. And that's why you're burning. Exactly. I, you know, I got that revelation because I had COVID August 16th after church anniversary. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I picked it up from. And I'm I'm fully vaccinated and everything. Mm-hmm. Was, it still hit me rough a couple of days. But while I was on the bed of a mm-hmm. like, holy spirit minister to me and said stop trying to fix every situation oh. every person that's why your, your immune system took a dip yeah and you probably could have bounced bounced the germ but when your immune system takes it's a deal because you burn out. You're trying to fix everybody. You're tired. Your body will get under attack. And if we don't learn anything else, your immune system is what's going to protect you. And so I learned, I learned, if I say anything I learned coming out of COVID, good was you can't fix it. You can't. Don't do it. You're the one going to suffer. Right. You'll suffer. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, that right there will free so many pastors that revelation i need pastors to hear what you just said yeah. we gotta we gotta kill mm. we gotta kill we're gonna use the word murder and kill yeah. we must kill the resentment of other pastors that have gotten the revelation right and don't look like oh where have you been Girl, I've been taking care of myself. Man, I had to take a break. We, we must kill the, the the resentment and to make you feel bad yeah. when you come. Yeah, Okay, you missed two or three of the district or the um, connectional meetings. And then when you come back, it's like, um, where have you been? Yeah. I had something to do. With it. Right. And we can't make people feel bad about taking care of themselves. Right. Come on, culture. It's okay. culture- it is. It people- is. In our culture, will make you feel bad about self care. Yep, and that's why I'm on this mission to change that. <laughs> Can I give you a little story? Yeah, please. Yeah, this is another revelation. So I, I was when I was assistant principal, I um, went to a funeral of this man, and this gentleman was a great guy. He had worked on his job about forty plus years. Wow, he could have retired a long time ago. But he just kept working. And everybody that stood up with the remarks, they said, "Oh, how he worked really hard. He never missed a day of work. Then he worked really hard. He had great attendance. Everybody talked about how he was always at work." Me, being me, I said, "Mm, "So did he not go to the doctor? Did he not go to family event?" And then it came to me. That's why he's the dead man. And everybody else talking about him, how and what he probably gave me was a watch and a plaque. Yeah. And now everybody get to talk about how he didn't miss any days. But you're the dead man. That's why. Right. They people that probably had poor attendance, they're living. Baby, that thing woke me up right there. Yes. Like, well, they won't be saying that about me. No, I'm not gonna be the dead person with perfect attendance. <laughs> <laughs> And you're the guest of honor. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, no, she was in action. That is so true. (laughs) Because what we want to hear now, well, we won't hear it, but hopefully at our funerals, we'll hear well, stories will be told that you were there for your family. You are an amazing parent at your child's games all the time um you know something like that just a kind person always a smile on your face just happy have this happy energy when you enter the room not that you were constantly doing stuff for folks right oh they were at every meeting every time the doors open really Mm -hmm. look now we know why they died (laughs) why they died Mm. and then most of the time when pastors Ooh. begin to administer self-care is because they've gotten a bad diagnosis right because now your body which has been whispering at you for years now it's yelling Slow down. now it's yelling your body's like okay you wouldn't sit down I'm gonna have to sit us down because <laughs> now you have diabetes or now you have cancer or something like that so I'm gonna have to sit us down because you wouldn't let me rest Mm-hmm. and keep you alive. Definitely. So now we need to sit down because I couldn't do my job. And, and, and the thing about ministerial burnout, and I say this from a place of love, those that are in charge should have enough discernment to see that the leaders that you have selected appointed need a break. Yeah. yeah. Leaders need to recognize when your followers need a break. Yeah, I tell my ministerial staff and all the leaders at the church that I serve. In, it's okay not to come every Sunday. Don't don't think you're gonna, I'm gonna be angry with you or upset. Take a break. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I have a I have a I have a steward, and I just love her. She loved jazz, and so she goes to the. You guys have that little jazz thing down yep. in Florida. Yep. She goes to all of that. I said, "Oh, girl, that's so wonderful. Yeah. Did you have a good time, leaders?" that have the opportunity and the ability to navigate their followers. They should encourage them to take a break. We should have, at a lot of our meetings, that little thing where you put the little massage thing, where you put your face in it and they massage your neck so you can go to those different stations. See, I have a vision for that at church. Mm -hmm. I have a vision for that at these meetings. Everybody, sometimes you get a little tense. Let's go get our neck and shoulders. Yeah. or foot massages you know you sign a little waiver yeah hydrate water absolutely absolutely let's pay for everybody when we go on retreats let's really go on a retreat right and that that's really right. into another meeting meeting and by you know we don't have to there are other amazing books than the bible I'm just gonna say that mm-hmm. newt hello is this thing on? A, are, <laughs> a, yeah, Not and especially me. for pastors because a lot of times pastors tend to <laughs> um, decide. Did I see somebody? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my my sweetie had to bring me something. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, That's okay. <like>, <laughs> that's okay. Now the whole world is gonna see you. I know, right? <laughs> there are other books to read yeah i see your bookshelf is full of books it's other books to read besides the bible but yes there are it's other it's other music genres of music to listen to besides gospel yeah there yes Hello. It's other places <laughs> to go besides church function. Right. Because how are you going to meet people who you're supposed to introduce to the Lord if you just you at church all the time? I feel like if you hide out in adult, it's just the the the, the uh, biblical arena, you're really not as secure in your salvation as you say. I agree. Ooh. And that's okay for babes. You know, when you first get saved and are like, I need to stay away from that because I can slip back. Absolutely. But as, but as we mature, and, and since yeah. we're talking about ministerial burning, right. you're minister, that means you're pretty mature. It's okay to do it's other okay. things. You know how far to go. Yeah, you, you should. You already know how far to go. Yeah, you should. And if you don't, get some help. Get some help. Don't be too proud to not get help. Get you some help. It's okay. You gotta yeah. live, love, laugh, and eat. You know that movie by Julia Roberts? Yeah. I mean, what yeah. is eat eat, eat pray, pray love eat pray love yeah you saw she just traveled the world yeah. to try to get a handle on her her life, yeah, I use that in my in my sanctified mind as yeah. that's my that's that's me, i love that that's me, I love that everyone every i think every quarter every three months pastors need to do that, yeah, absolutely, like I said take some time off and um, oh man you were you were so amazing i i can talk to you for an hour oh, you're gonna coach me well we gonna have a good time i Liz, i'm so excited I, I, I really am we're gonna go ahead and wrap up but what would you leave and you've already said some, left some amazing gems for your colleagues. But what is the last thing you would leave with your colleagues to help them prevent and or overcome ministry burnout? I would leave these words: get a good understanding of church administration, yes, and get you some help to help you do those things outside of the homiletical preaching. Language. Yeah. Also, take time to take time to live. Yeah. Take time to enjoy, laugh. Yes. No. travel, do self-care. Make no apologies about taking care of yourself. Because if you're not your best self, you can't help. You can't do what God has called you to do. Yes. And remember, we're not the fixer. We can't fix people and we can't fix all situations. We're to point people to the fixer. Mm. God, Jesus Christ. You're not the fixer. We're not it. Point people to the fixer. And if they go to the fixer, we all, all can go sometimes together because we have the same thing that needs fixing. Yes. Oh, that was so, <laughs> so good. good. Come, Come on, on now, doctor. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you, Dr. Flip. Oh, Lord. Probably, Caesar, be not. <laughs> that was so, so good. Good, so good. Thank you. Thank, I know you have helped so many people today with this word. I hope so. You have, you have. So tell everybody where can they find you? Are you online and all yes, of that? Yes. Um, first St. Peter, AME Church, Stone Mountain, Georgia. The telephone number is 404 uh, 292. 0500 and you can reach us on facebook we're at facebook um you know just do at first spell out the word first saint spell out the word saint uh peter AmE church uh first saint peter AmE church that's the one in stone mountain at 1074 south harrison i'm sorry south indian creek drive South India, Creek, right. And if you really, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm Tracy Fletcher. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, you can email me tfletch17 at yahoo.com. You can give me a call. You can inbox me. Anything to help you. Church administration, I'm, I'm going to be willing to go in and do some consulting to help people uh, with their church administration to help train some of their future new pastors, uh, new pastors in some of the Board of Examiners, I'm available to help with that. And so just reach out, whatever I can do. I just, I hate to see that pastors are burned out and leaving the ministry and committing suicide. Me too. It really, it really pulls at my heartstrings because story. I always say, if it happens to them, it could happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. That that's... I'm, so, I'm so grateful for people like you. Thanks. That I didn't even know you were out there. So this is divine connection. Yeah. God wanted us to meet. Yeah. Because God sees something in me that you might end up burnout, out. And I want you to connect with this woman of God. And she's going to help you. God is so awesome to me. Yes. He just knows how to connect all the pieces yeah. on in the puzzle. And I'm so grateful that you had the concept and the and the uh, courage and the ability to do this and that God connected me with you. And now we're connected because you're going to be my coach. Yes. And listen, we're gonna be, I, I just feel like we're gonna be even friends. I'm just gonna go go ahead and say it because I just really feel this kindred spirit in you. And um I am going, I'm I'm just grateful for the connection as well. I really, really am. But I am gonna end it here. I will put links to everything that you mentioned, um, to to where people can find you to make it easier for them. But you have been a true blessing. You really have. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. No problem. No problem. Well, listen, that is all everyone. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Burned Out Preacher podcast and make sure you are following me on Instagram. I'm at burnoutcoachmo and I would love, love, love to hear from you. So make sure you send me a DM and say hi and let me know if this podcast has been helpful. Also, it would be very helpful if you would leave a five star rating for this podcast as it will really, really help other ministry leaders find this podcast so it can help them also. If you leave a rating, make sure you take a screenshot and send me a DM so I can personally thank you. Again, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.